What is going on? Welcome to Canal and Bell on this Thursday. It's Thursday already? It's Thursday already. Flying by. We are nine days away from college football. Ooh, Miami yeah. Hurricanes versus the Florida Gators. Can't wait for that. It's All right articles I've read about this hurricane court. Don't give much. Oh, that you like them. Jaron Williams? We no, have? none oh. of them are ringing endorsements. It's the same problem I had. I'm pulling for the cat. Obviously, I want yeah. the Canes to win. But I've yet to read an article that's like, yo, my man is going to be legit. He clearly won the competition. This is why the Canes need him at quarterback. It's all kind of like... Well, even Manny Diaz was like, well, they were all really good candidates, I know, and I had man. to go with one. I've been searching. Uh, like, literally, I bought three papers yesterday. Like, I did. <laughs> I was in a gas station, and I had to get some gas. I was like, I can read something that's going to help me out. If he wins, he'll be the hero, right? Yeah. If he does, like, he's got his opportunity. It's his opportunity. I'm I have a hunch you'll yeah. see multiple quarterbacks. Yeah. Against Florida. Like, I think if he struggles in a couple series by, you know, late second quarter, you might see another quarterback in there. I actually just hope they nature. don't do that. I hope not either, yeah. but it's human nature. Right. Coach, coach sees his team struggling. We'll have plenty of time to talk about that game. Full disclosure, a little behind the scenes. You got the hiccups, bro? No, no, no. <laughs> I do have a cold, so I'm kind of like coughing a little bit. I don't want to so cough. So it was not allergies. No, no. I don't know yet. It's not awful. Allergies, dude. I think it is odds because I just got a little scratchy Scratch. throat and a little nose. Uh, but when kids get back from school, that's the good news. They're back in school. The bad news is what they bring home from school. Correct. That Petri dish that is every other kid. They bring back a little yeah. bit of those germs. <laughs> um, just a little glimpse behind the uh, the, the curtain. Curtain. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> We're sitting here. We do our CBS Sports HQ hits after we do Canel and Bell. You do NBA stuff. Yeah. I'll do football stuff. And there's a full slate. Not a full slate. There's about five or six. NFL preseason games tonight. And Mayron, who was our producer for CBS. Shout out, Mayron. Who, as he does all the time, says, hey, what do you want to talk about? Right. This was great. It's awesome. We get to give our input, give our voice. So what are you fired up about for tonight's NFL <laughs> preseason games? I hate the preseason. Right. I want to do a whole segment and just go off on how much the preseason sucks. I, But I was generally wondering, I'm like, do fans get really super fired up to watch glorified practices? Yeah, they probably they do. do. Yeah. But for instance, like I was looking at the Eagles, they're playing against the Jaguars, and I was like, oh, the thing that fires me up about that one is Foles versus Wentz. You know, you got the quarterbacks who one was a backup, and then the one goes the other one. And then I do a little bit of research. And I'm like, oh, Foles, he's not playing. So there goes that great storyline that was out there. Right, right. So like from that aspect of Right. What are the things you really dig into when you look at them? It's like most of the starters won't even play, and I don't blame them for not playing them. They are glorified practices is what they have become. Okay, so in the NFL now, if you're a starter or a franchise-type guy, you're not going to play till preseason game what? Well, they'll probably play in two. Okay. Tonight is the day that they would get more of their workload. For instance, Derek Carr was watching Hard Knocks last night. Did not play, did not even dress out for week uh, their first game against the Rams. Now Raiders at Cardinals, and I am always going to be skewed towards the quarterbacks, but I'm a little bit skewed towards the Raiders game because I've gotten to know some of their more personalities. Jonathan yeah. Abram, the safety from Mississippi Ooh, State. Ravens Cleveland. are on tonight. That, yeah. That's mine. I want to Yeah, see Lamar that. Jackson playing. Yeah. Uh, but again, Hollywood Brown, their rookie receiver. I was going to put, can't wait to watch him play. I go, look, still recovering oh. from surgery. Not going to, you know, has started to practice more. As uh, a player, as a veteran player, not oh. a rook. Rooks are always excited for preseason games. But as a, as a, I don't know, three year vet, or more, were you ever excited for a preseason game as a participant in the game? No. No. <laughs> no. I was. I you were. Was, yeah. Because I, when I say excited camp. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. it sucks. <laughs> you know, like you're excited for camp and then it sucks really quickly. You're like two days in and you're like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. So I would always be fired up, even though I knew it meant nothing. For that first like dress rehearsal, like getting in, getting, getting into the arena, getting into my routine, like showing up 
pregame. Like it was like a you know your body was missing that right. Like so yeah. every, that time of year you just start feeling like you should be doing it. I was always excited for the for the first pregame. Yeah, but I I would say excited, but I, there was always this pit in my stomach too. Like oh man, I have to play good or I'm not going to make the team. Yeah, well, yeah. But as far team. as okay, now we're in a stadium. Now we're back on TV. Right. Now there's a little more energy, and you're actually getting to play for something that kind of matters. Then, yeah. then it is more fun. So, yeah, there was an excitement there. Uh, just a couple thoughts on the NFL preseason. Um, excited for the show. We've had some changes. Uh, people move on different parts, you know, reorganizations. Absolutely. We have Joey uh, as our new producer here. who was on the first couple episodes of the show. But we are going to bring back a segment, the Five Star Friday reviews. Oh, word? Yeah. We're okay. bringing those I back. I like those. So what we're trying to push up our viewers, like trying yeah. to prop them up somehow, <laughs> like get a little more subscribers. Incentivize. Let's so go. So what you have to do is go on to Apple, you subscribe, you download, and you rate the show. You review us. If you give us a five-star review, put a little comment in there. But when you comment about how much you love Canel and Bell, after the comment, ask us a question. On that five-star review, we will answer the questions. And the best questions are the most off the rails. Correct. Uh, Yeah, like I don't care about, hey, who, Raja, who are you going to win the NBA finals? We'll get to that on the show as it is. Get us a little more personality. The bigger the personality, the more obscure the question, probably the more likely we are to answer it. So make sure you hit us up there on Apple on the reviews and give us a five-star review and ask us a question there. All right, let's move on to start the show. Keep it moving. I was a little bit surprised. We have the FedEx Cup cha- uh, playoffs taking place in golf at the BMW Championship at Medina. Yeah. I was a little bit surprised when a couple days ago I see Tiger Woods rolling out there for a practice round in shorts, ready to go. I think you and I might have been under assumption. Maybe you were different than me. I thought he should have hung it up with the oblique strain and said, you know what? It's been a great year. Let me check out, start looking to the future. But Tiger, the competitor he is, and you have to appreciate this, is saying no. If I can go, I'm going to go. So he's yeah. teeing it off. Well, I mean, I was under the assumption, and this was like my ignorance, that him not making the cut at, uh, at what was it, the Northern Trust yep. was going to disqualify him. He was going to be out of the FedEx Cup points race. So I didn't even think he'd qualify for the BMW. If, if he can play and his oblique is um, like recovered, then I've got no problem with him playing. I, I, I Look, I... First of all, there's financial, you know, implications for sure. for, in, in this as well. He is a professional golfer. This isn't a hobby, right? So if you can get out there and earn and chase a FedEx uh, title, yeah, I support that. I still do think, though, you know, that this summer is what it's going to be all about for Tiger. I wouldn't anticipate him winning any of these. Like, it would be cool if he could be challenging for some of these. The way the cup points are structured, like if he should pop up there and win one, I mean, it changes everything. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be looking forward to that necessarily. This summer is what it's about for Tiger. But I, I, I'm cool with him playing down the stretch um, because he's a professional golfer. Man, trying, you know, trying to put some food on the table. So he doesn't need food <laughs> on the table. This is like second or third house on the table. Uh, if he makes the top eleven this weekend, right. he'll get the invite to the Tour Championship at East Lake outside of Atlanta. 11. Which I'm sure he's looking at it, saying, "Hey, I got a chance if I can go out there." I just hope. He finishes. Like, I do not want to see another withdrawal because then you start the bigger questions. Everybody's like, what does this mean for the future? Yeah. I want to see him compete, finish the round. I don't even care if he makes top 11. I just want to see a healthy Tiger. I'm with you, dude. Do there not was, withdraw. There was also a part of me that I was watching him walk in for his practice round. When, and you've had back issues. Sure. I've had back issues. You know that walk and you're kind of ginger? Oh. And you look – I thought I saw it a little bit with Tiger. I was like, ooh, man. It, it, it's it, like it's protect. Now, maybe he was just getting out of the car. No, like, dude. You know, you if you the- think you saw that, you saw that. <laughs> like, you know. know what I mean? Like, yeah. when you watch – I don't forget. Was was it Jason Day? Yes. Watching him. Yeah. I was like, man, he's picking that ball up kind of funky out of the cup. Boom. Yep. Next day. <laughs> like, it's a, you can't miss that. When you think you see the gingerness, you're seeing gingerness. Oh, for yeah. sure. Do you know my golf swing has changed dramatically because of my golf – 
or because of my back issues. Really? This is a little side rail, but I was out at Callaway getting yeah. fitted for golf clubs and amazing experience. Shout out Callaway. <laughs> I got the club, got the driver the other day, but the guy who was helping me, Garrett, who also helps Phil Mickelson, oh, a little yeah. name dropper there. Yeah, here we go. He again. says to me, he goes, do you always not take much of a divot? Right. And I was like, well, I used to take a massive divot. Like I'm talking like really big divots, right. really attack the ball. And it was great. And I used to be a lot a longer hitter. It's like, you know what? Come to think of it, I don't as much anymore. You're playing shallow it, out. Well, it's specifically because I remember the point in time when I tried to play in a tournament with a bad back. Yeah. And I was scared of the – because when you take out that much of a divot, there's yeah, going to be a little bit of a – Resistance. And it's going to create and it reverberates throughout your body. Right. So I kind of – evolution of my swing has been more tentative, more sco- more shallow, so I don't have as much force. So I wonder like if, if it's that – with Tiger, at all, yeah. if he ever comes into consideration there. Well, that makes what he's doing like even more remarkable when he totally. wins, like Masters and he's winning like at East Lake last year. I mean, that just adds to the to the you know legacy of 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 Tiger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so hopefully he's not playing with Bryson DeChambeau. He is not. He tees off at twelve fifty four. Bryson DeChambeau tees off at eleven ten. The focal point of a lot of conversation because the videos that went viral of him playing extremely slow at a turtle's pace excruciatingly he slow. says he's gonna make an effort to play faster yeah right i don't know if i believe him either i mean he's kind of always the way he's defended is said well i walk fast from tee to green and i walk in between shots i think this could be an issue for him i mean some people once they get used to a routine and they're used to playing a certain way it's they're a pretty brisk walk it. it's brisk walk though yeah but this is already he's already addressed his ball this is not on the way up to the green oh, this <laughs> to play his <laughs> next shot this is just to go survey the landscape um. when he does that thing <laughs> it's like a 70 yard shot i get if you're 30 or 40 yards off the green this you might want to stroll up there and it's not just to the green it's he's all going the way to the hole all the way to the hole past the hole. and how about past the hole <laughs> this is insane he wants to go what are you checking out the birds in the lake <laughs> it is out of control the thing that I saw was refreshing, and he had a statement that he put out on Instagram. Oh, slow play affects the quality of the game for both players, blah, 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 blah. And he did call out his playing partners and said, including JT, Justin Thomas, and Tommy Fleetwood, I'm constantly trying to improve, and I will do my very best to improve my pace. He's got to look at it where I, listen to the noise. Sure. Players, especially the game of golf, gentlemen's game, there's not a lot of trash talk. Guys don't throw other dudes under the bus, but the amount of players, whether they put his name on it or not, he knew they were talking about him. I hope he does do some self-reflection and be like, oh, man, maybe I am a problem. Yeah. And the thing I was astounded by, how many players said it was disrespectful to the players in the group, sure. like Justin Thomas and Tommy Fleetwood, because it is messing with their games. And he's going to have to make a sacrifice, and it's going to be he's going to have to speed up. Well, yeah, he's going to have to speed up. and. If he doesn't, again, I hope the PGA comes in and does something about that because obviously everyone else. They need to implement that. They, they do. They need to do that. Um, what's going to be interesting to see is how it affects his game. You know, like what, what does that do? Do you actually need all of that time? Is it, is that ingrained in you to the point where if you don't take all of that time, it's affected your ability to, to produce? Do you know what I mean? And then right. where do you go as a competitor from there? If they've stripped you of the ability to sit there for three minutes and look at a ball and now you can't hit it the same way. Right. Where do you go from there? Like that, I mean, that, <laughs> no, you're screwed. screwed. You're yeah. screwed. Now you got to go back to the drawing board as as a professional. Because it's his livelihood too. Right. He's Correct. saying I got to do the way things I want. Right. But 
I think the PGA has to come in because then it is a problem. Golf is a sport that is kind of since Tiger has fallen off a little bit, it started to lose some of its popularity. Much because it takes forever and kids aren't playing because yeah. it takes forever. Uh, there was a really cool uh, pairing yesterday. Brooks Kepka. I love how Joey, who is a Florida State Seminole, I mind you, our producer, number one in the world and pride of Florida State University, Brooks Kepka, like had a pretty now. cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. We just didn't waste any time on you that one. Pair of them damn shoes. He was exactly. I had a pretty interesting pairing in his pro-am yeah. with Bo Jackson. They both had – I saw Brooks. I follow him on Instagram. Hey. He posted a picture of his shoot. Uh, Brooks knows. Of course, Bo knows the uh, slogan that was famous in the 90s for his uh, you know, uh, Nike ad campaign yeah. when he was playing all of them. The Bonos were okay. I don't know. Do you like them? Yeah, I do kind of like the Bonos. I like, them more than the Bro- I like them more than the Brooks knows. Both of them were kind of yeah. Boo boo. I don't I really love kind of gross. I, I generally don't love laceless like shoes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I, I, I'm old school like that. I don't love slip on looking type of shoes. Maybe because my foot's. I mean, if Brooks wants to throw a pair of my way, I'll take them. I just don't know <laughs> if I loved the uh, the vibe that I'm getting from both of those. It was a pretty cool pairing. Uh, I used to love Bo Jackson. Oh yeah, oh, dude. Well, I used to love him because. As a player who played, or as a, as a kid who played multiple sports, yeah. and I hated it. Oh, I have to pick one. I was like, that's my hope right yeah, there. If he's playing it. multiple sports, maybe I can too. Right. And he was incredible was, at what he was, he was doing. Awesome. Uh, pretty cool pair, uh, pairing in their foursome. Joey and Mikey came up with that idea. What would be your dream foursome? But you have to take one entertainer. Yeah. One athlete. What was the other one? Is there an actor? Something? I don't know. It was, it was one, it was one athlete. One actor and one musician. Oh, and a musician. Wow. All right, so I'll give you mine. All right. And this is just off the cuff. Yeah. Justin Timberlake is my entertainer for sure. You got a crush on Justin Timberlake. No, but he's why a good you, golfer. Pick no, he's a great golfer and he's a bad – he's uh, a right. dude. For you're, you're, you're just picking golfers. He's cool. All right, all right. All right. cool. Justin Timberlake. Justin, but he's cool. All right. Wait, he's also he, that. Is he your – is he your actor or your musician? Because see, I can be flexible. It's uh, kind of like a flex player in fantasy. I can make depends on who else I want to play right. with in my group. All right. Uh, the athlete I would want to play with is probably it probably would be Tiger, even though it's so cliche. I yep. just think it'd be really cool to play with Tiger. Um, and then actor, that's a good one. I mean, I'd probably want to play with somebody like Clooney or DiCaprio or one of the all time. Sure. Like just great actors just to be able to hang out with them. Although they might suck at golf. Um, yeah, that, that, it, I don't think you can factor in there. <laughs> right. This is entertainment. Factor. Yeah. I'm going to go, uh, maybe like I probably take Tiger too, but just for the sake of the round, I want to play with people who are going to have a good time. So I might go with, what about Chuck? Go with Charles Barkley. If you had your athlete, it doesn't have to be a golfer. It's just yeah. an athlete. Well, Oh yeah, an athlete could be Charles Barkley, but I say John Daly. I'd like to play. Oh him. yeah, oh, I'd, I'd love. I mean, we can be out there getting getting it in. We <laughs> yes. knock down a twelve pack. Like I don't know, yeah, um, twenty four or twenty four. Well, me twelve, <laughs> him twenty four. Yeah. Um, uh, actor, it might be like I know Don Cheadle and Anthony Anderson have a group out in L.A. Yeah, Cheadle's a good golfer. They're both good golfers, and Anthony Anderson is hilarious. I love I love watching his stuff. So I probably pick him. And then what was the third? What was the third uh, musician? The, the musician. Yeah, that's a tough one, bro. I don't know. It is harder to yeah, find. It's, 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 any, any, Timberlake, so you can't go wrong. Go with JT. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. True story about Don Cheadle. Yeah. When Tiger was struggling, when he had the yips right. at Phoenix at the Waste Management Open, I sent out a tweet. And I was like, man, I'm like, Tiger is playing so bad right now. I could beat him. Guess who chimed in? Oh, Cheadle? Cheadle came at me. <laughs> he was like, 
this is ridiculous. You dudes who can't play any golf are crawl, calling out the greatest ever. Like he was pissed. Oh, you should have got a match with him. He's talking all that. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of went back at him. I was like, I am a Tiger fan. Right. He's just playing awful right now. And I don't know what it means. And we kind of, he's like, well, it's a cheap shot and all this stuff. And we went uh, back and forth. And then my buddy, Michael Collins, who is all over ESPN now is the caddy. Right. Uh, little black dude with the big yeah, beard. Sure, yeah. Great dude. He's yeah. hilarious. He got in. He's like, Hey, you guys are both my boys. I know what you mean. Like oh, trying to play peacemaker. Right, right, right. And then I never heard from Don Cheadle again. <laughs> like I thought we were going to be best friends after that one, but maybe, yeah, Don Cheadle, maybe I'll get him in mind and have go. a little action on the side. Uh, if that's the case. All right. So any case, Tiger Woods tees off at 1254 today. CBS Sports HQ will keep you updated on all his scores, uh, as with the rest of the FedEx Cup playoffs that are taking place. Does the FedEx Cup playoff, does it do anything for you? It no. just doesn't feel like a true playoff. Uh, I just like, you know, I, it's like that. Yeah. You know, if Tiger, like anything with golf for me, I'm a casual fan until Tiger's relevant in the mix. If he's in the mix and there, then I'm then I'm tuned in even more. The full disclosure, um, I watch it, I understand it, but it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me. Like a uh, uh, you know, even a pennant race in baseball is a little bit more exciting for me than the, than the FedEx Cup playoffs. Yeah, it's it feels like the Cup race in in NASCAR. It's hard to have multiple events leading up to something, and it can be so skewed when all of a sudden you have a guy like Patrick Reed who wins last week, and all of a sudden he vaults up to second. Correct. And it's been pretty obscure this season. Right. There's just too much given to a guy who wins the event. Again, it's really hard to win an event. It's just something about it. I almost feel like if it was the FedEx Cup playoff and it was eight golfers, kind of like college football, in one event at East Lake. And it was the top eight golfers of the year, and then they go out there. Maybe it's match play, match just something play. different. Yeah, that would be whittle it down by, yeah. you know, yeah. Correct. I don't know. There, there's no perfect solution in sports. It's just I don't know. The FedEx Cup hasn't got it got cut got the traction that some of the other ones have. All right, welcome back to Kennell and Bell. We were just talking about some golf and a congratulations in order for me. Uh, nope. No, okay. To our buddy Joe Lacaba. Tiger Woods caddy was uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Oh, that's golf. dope. Really cool yeah, stuff. I mean, really he's, cool. he's really been a great friend uh, to the show, to CBS Sports HQ. We've done some stuff with him. Sure. Uh, he's really a great dude. He's And he's he's one of those guys that's really unassuming. You know, you would never know, oh, that's one of the best uh, caddies that's ever been on the history of the tour, that he's Tiger's caddy. He just kind of walks around, just one of the guys. Like, one you of my, have a beer with him. So our trip up to the PGA Championship, yeah. one of my favorite parts of that was driving out of Beth Page. And you recognize <laughs> yes. him on the street. We busted a Yui and he's just strolling down the block and he had right. like a 10 minute conversation hanging into the like window. Right. The car about Tiger and what he's going to be doing. It's, it's yeah. Fantastic. Like he didn't need to have a, a Uber or a chauffeur no, or just a car service. Yeah. He's just going to walk back to his house that he had. So uh, congrats to Dolokov. A really cool moment for him and well deserved for sure. Uh, moving on to some football. Did you know, were you aware that right here at CBS Sports, we are trying to really grow a certain uh, percentage of the population. Really? We must be going for the over 80 crowd. <laughs> I don't mean to shred these articles, but CBSSports.com yeah. did put out an article, Brian D'Erdo, uh, the NFL 100 ranking the 20 greatest rookie seasons in NFL history. Right. Now, the reason I was saying we're trying to grow this list of over 80 people is because yeah. they might be the only ones that have seen some of these players play. <laughs> For instance, number 20, right. Sammy Ball. But it's not only Sammy Ball at 20. A lot of these players played in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. I train lane. With, yeah, there's some great names. They're all-time greats, yeah. Hall of Famers. I do feel like when you do any of these lists, you almost have to have some point in time. And I don't know when it is. Cut it off. 
when it's just it delineates all right that was kind of old school football i don't right. know if it's equipment if it's helmets if it's face masks. rules yeah no for real <laughs> some of these are pre-face masks i mean ditka in 1961 is a great rookie oh season jim brown one of the greatest players of all time in 1957 right but it just feels like there were a lot of omissions off this list including Baker Mayfield from this last season, who didn't even win Rookie of the Year. It was right. Saquon Barkley, but Saquon Barkley's not on there. And maybe I'm too skewed towards a recency bias, but I mean, come on. Man. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Dude. I, I'm with you because you're talking about styles of play. When you look at Sammy Ball's numbers, I mean, they don't, they're not even in the same stratosphere as even right. Akers. Like, you know what I mean? And, and while I'm not beefing with that list, I do think the omission of Saquon Barkley in particular um, is a bit egregious. Like, he, you know, he had over 2,000 total yards and 15 touchdowns. Like, you, yeah. you look, like you compare him right, right. there to Kelsey. It's double. Come on, man. And granted, like, the game has evolved. But again, that's to my point. It almost has to be like a pre-1980, 1985 was our strike. Some point in NFL time when you can say, all right, this is a new era right. of, of the NFL. But, I mean, again, it's hard to find that point of delineation. Maybe it's the Super Bowl era uh, that you kind of start transition to saying these are the different uh, players that have had there. Baker Mayfield didn't even win the Rookie of the Year and set the record for touchdown passes in the season by a rookie with 27 Sammy touchdowns. Sammy Ball had right. 47% completion percentage, <laughs> 4.7 yards in attempt, 8 touchdowns and 14 picks. I mean, the touchdown to interception ratio is the one that's comical there when you look at 8 touchdowns and 14 picks. Like that would be a bust this year. Bust, what? Back. But yeah, I mean, if you if you, if you got Kyler Murray through eight touchdowns of fourteen touchdowns, you'd be year, looking at drafting a quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Be saying <laughs> up, get him out of there. He is a guy who I do think is going to be the most polarizing player we've seen and the most polarizing rookie for sure. And nothing off the field. It's how is he going to translate? Can yeah. he keep this kind of new mo- model of quarterback? Who can scramble around? Who can make plays? Who's not six four, six five? Who is just electric? And can he can he change the game? You think he can out polarize Baker? No, I mean, I he's, mean been, he's been a model citizen. He right. hasn't said anything. I don't think any like Baker's in his own stratosphere as far as that goes. Correct. He's getting to me. Baker needs to tone it down. Like I'm all about having a little swag to you. To me, Baker's starting to cross that line. Baker is one of those guys that we talked about on the other day where I, I like Baker. I like the skill set. I do too. Kinda. I kind of like the brashness, but you always better be on point, brother. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? There's no room. There's no margin for error with, with, with the way you kind of present yourself. So just be cool if you get the criticism, you know, kind of like Tate Martellish. Like if people start killing you because you ain't performing, right. don't lash out. Just take what comes your way, you know? So Baker had a big spread in Complex uh, magazine. He said, people want to see us lose because the hype is so real. I don't know that that's true. I don't think people want them to lose. No. I am nervous for them. I don't want them. I think the Browns being good with all these personalities would be awesome for the NFL. I think it'd be great. You know who people typically hate? Like perennial winners. Right. Like that's how you and develop Patriots, haters. Most, most right. hated team out Lakers, there. Lakers. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yankees. The Warriors. Have, Golden State Golden Warriors. Golden State Warriors have haters. Like, I, I don't know that anyone's hating on the Browns. Like, people, you can, you can like, call a spade a spade, to your point, right? Yeah. You can say, hey, man, there's a, you know, there's a high possibility of, 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 of like, uh, uh, I think kind of Bust. imploding if yeah. things go wrong early uh, and still hope they look good and still recognize that they got a whole lot of talent out there. Like, I'm actually going to be tuning in because they should be electrifying. I want to see it, but I could still say, hey, man, there's some combustible personalities that could go south real quick. Do you That's think, not hating. Do you think Baker Mayfield, we're just talking about Kyler Murray changing the game of the way he plays. 
you think Baker, if he continues to have success, do you think he'll change the way we view quarterbacks? Because for the last 50 years, I don't know, for the last forever, right? your franchise quarterback has been reserved, says the right things, you know, politician-y. You're always going to, you know, never going to throw anybody under the bus. We haven't really seen a quarterback have a ton of success who's just been brash. And yeah. we've seen running backs. We've seen defensive players. We've, it's a unique position because of some of the criticism it takes. Do you think we'll see? Like, in, we are we are in a I new— I think it's transitioning already. It's I do, transitioning too. right before your eyes. Like, the fact that the skill sets, the size, all of those things have transitioned, right? And they're way more fluid than they are. They used to be rigid, yeah. right? You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like, that's a fluid conversation now. I think the way a guy presents himself off-field— Provided he's successful, right? right? Like that's that's the caveat. Like you got to be good at it, and you got to be good, um, and and handle your business and win. But if he does that, yeah, I do think you'll start seeing uh, more quarterbacks because you become conditioned by what you watch. Yes, you're a young quarterback now, and all you ever see is buttoned up guy at the microphone. Thank you guys very much for yeah, coming out. They're sued like, after the game. That's what you aspire to be, right? That's what you think the position is, and the way you have to project. You start seeing Baker for some of these young kids that want to be quarterbacks, and he's at the, you know, like, yeah, you'll develop some kids that that, that have moxie like that and, and wear it on their sleeve. I was trying to think back of some quarterbacks who have been more brash that have really been success stories. Jim McMahon's probably the biggest one. I mean, remember he wore Pete Rozelle's, the commissioner of the NFL. Yeah, on the headband. He wore it on, could you imagine <laughs> if Baker came out there and said Goodell or any quarterback right. who, or even Antonio Brown with his helmet issue, if he yeah. came out there and had Goodell, like the, the story it would be, would be like, <laughs> oh my gosh, McMahon was doing that just on the regular right and then really joe namath was kind of known for his hey broadway joe right. he was flamboyant had the mink coat on the sideline but that's really about the only names that come to mind that i'm like okay brash cocky quarterbacks that had a lot of success yeah because it does it is i don't know maybe maybe we'll see a change and guys can just be a little more brash you know yeah, dude when you talk that talk you better back it up better and it's going to put a target on your back yeah. whether you like it or not whether that's just who you are or not i'm all for authenticity and being who you are but know that the more you you talk crap and the more people you alienate with crap talk because that's what happens yep more the more of a target what happened to jim mcmahon right kind of yeah you remember that play yeah after the play was over <laughs> just kind of running down, looking downfield picked him up and suplexed him yep one of like the dirtiest players yeah, in the history just, of the nfl you gotta watch your back yeah for sure the the only one i could think of that's been that's tried to do it is johnny manzel he right. was brash confident cocky and then he fizzled out because he didn't back it, back it up but i'll say the same thing about baker and he's proven it you can do anything you want as long as you succeed right you can have any attitude brash whatever and you can get all the endorsements. You can become a star, but you better back it up. Uh, the NFLPA recently sent out a notice, a memo to all of its players that make up. And it was a work stoppage guide Mm-mm. in anticipation of possible 2020 lockout. Under the mattresses? Some of the highlights. Yeah, yeah. This is comical, though. This is pretty funny. Yeah, some of them were. Try cooking at home instead of eating out as much. <laughs> Designate. I mean, these are kind of like, you know, Susie Orman from CNBC would do like how to save money. Take care of major home repairs now. My favorite. How about just save? Save. This you is know? my favorite. Find renters for your unoccupied homes, which is in and of itself, <laughs> yes, do that. Or bedrooms. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're going to have a little uh, Airbnb for Airbnb. spare back there. Uh, and this, obviously, consider selling a car you've not driven in the past six months. You're like, yeah, because way too, too many do have way too many cars. Learn to say no or not now to friends asking family. And consider selling clothes you have not worn a year on Poshmark. Look at that. Or ThreadUp or Tradesy. Or- <laughs> I, need, I, do, I use Poshmark for mine. I haven't tried ThreadUp or Tradesy. That's great. I'm about to try some of those. I mean, these are like common sense things. The sad part about this is that some of these players, if you go to a work stoppage, they would run out of money, which yeah. is kind of scary because they are spending sometimes more than they make. 
But even in a more realistic case, they're spending all that they make instead of saving some. And it is sort of why you see so many players run into financial issues after they play. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, I was a player rep for the Denver Broncos, and we had these same side of type of memos that went out. And they weren't as specific as that, which kind of makes it funny. But it was, hey, build up your, your savings the account chest. just in case. If it's a year, if it's a two-year, make a budget. Like they got a, We got a little bit more complex sure. of saying – Figure out your run rate. How much do you need a month? And then save up so you can have a year or two to pay all your bills. Right. Do you, um, I think we talked about this before. Did the NFLPA, when you were part of it, did they start, you know, holding some of the, some of your, um, we had double dues, your license. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause our dues a year were $5,000 a year for all the players would pay into the union and they doubled it to 10, which, a lot of players were ticked off. They're like, hey, wait a second. Wait, what's going on here? Right. So a couple players, and it wasn't very smart, opted out of the union. They're like, well, I'm not paying my 10 grand. You're like, come on, you're making 500 right. or a million and you don't want to pay 10 grand. Which right. is gonna, you know, it was kind of stupid, but they abs- they did, but they didn't dock any of the pay or put it for you, save Well, it I think we did the same thing. We doubled down and what we did was we got licensing checks, licensing yeah. checks. Um, and I think they, they held those. And so you didn't get that money up front, but you, you got it all back. Yeah. So to the point where I, like, I was a year retired still getting like licensing money sent to me. It was like, right. Hey. right yeah. Those checks are the best. Right. Uh, found money. Uh, probably the reason this leaked is that the NFLPA is trying to use this as a tool as leverage. Oh, this is how serious we are. Right. It does seem like it's been pretty friendly. Like they will come to a deal with a new CBA before that 2020 season comes uh, into effect, but we'll keep an eye on it for sure. Welcome back to Canel and Bell doing a little basketball. So Team USA has been in the conversation. We talked about them last week. Uh, Mello not being on the team, saying it'd be a distraction. Mm. Jerry Colangelo. Right. Well, it got a little bit worse for Team USA as they had a scrimmage versus essentially a G League team overseas. It was the Team USA select team in a scrimmage. They lost 36 to 17, uh, in a short and condensed scrimmage. It was 12 minutes, but their closing lineup was Kemba Walker, Donovan Mitchell, Harrison Barnes, P.J. Tucker, and Brooke Lopez. So you have some pretty good name players out there. Was this just an effort thing? Like, do you think that they were getting out-hustled? Bro, it's hard to get 20 in that amount of time. Right. 16 minutes, you said? 12. 12 minutes. 12. You got 20. You got 19. Yeah, so they're playing no defense. That's tough. That is not a that is not a good look for Team USA. Um, I didn't see the game, so I can't break it down and tell you what happened. Uh, but but that that's not a good look. My my initial gut reaction is too many duplications of like skill sets. Um, on this USA team select roster, select team. Could you name any? Like, do you know many of those players? Uh, Scotty Hopson. Yeah, I know John Jenkins, Ben Moore. I don't even know where these. Yeah, play. Scotty Hopkins was Tennessee, maybe I think. Um, Travis Trice was Michigan State. Travis Ware probably played at like UCLA or somewhere. Like, I know some of them, but dude. So what you'll say, like the dream team, like when the original dream team in 92, yeah, they lost to that USA select team at the time. Right. The difference was that team had Grant Hill, Penny Hardaway, Chris Weber. Yeah, some like, premier some, players. Some, yeah, Hall of Fame NBA players. They're, they're none on that list that you just put up there. Right. That's a bad look for Team USA. Not the fact that they lost, Danny, but again, in 12 minutes, you got beat by 20 points. Right. That's a problem. Uh, you want to hear it get worse. Sam Amick of The Athletic said, uh, tweeted out, as if the Team USA drubbing versus the select team wasn't bad enough, sources tell The Athletic that it was their second loss oh. to the select team on the day. The first one by three with the game going just 10 minutes. Not a great way to go into Friday's exhibition versus Spain. Clearly not the way to go out. Uh, is this problematic or do you think this is just chalked up to new guys? I mean, like I was thinking, like, nah, did they go out the night before? Or they ham- Like, what is, the, what is the problem? 
that's just not a very good team. It doesn't <laughs> appear to be. Like, I haven't seen them play, but you know, if I saw footage, I'd tell you if guys have been drinking, right? Like, because I can see them right. moving and stuff like that. Right. But I, I don't know. This just sounds like a bad team. And the problem for them is, well, I don't mean to take anything away from the USA Select team. You're now going to play your NBA peers in a lot of these instances with teams like Spain, who'll have like probably three NBA guys, four NBA guys, and a bunch of you know FIBA basketball players on their team. So it's not getting easier. It's only getting harder. Yeah, for sure. Uh, maybe it is their dream team moment where they kind of use that as a wake-up call and say, all right, here we go. But uh, we'll have to see. Not to- uh, sorry, Joey asked me about Melo, right? Yeah. I- would he have helped? Is he no. Even, yeah. No. Right. He's not going to be the difference. Yeah. I mean, like, is he, you know, could he assume that role of in, in his prime? Would he be a better, a better go-to guy than Kemba Walker? And probably. That's in Melo's prime. Like, Melo just passed his expiration date in terms of being a primetime number one scorer. So I don't know what he would have lended to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Draymond Green uh, had some interesting comments when he was talking about how he left the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, about how KD left the Warriors. He said, hey, I found out just like everybody else, um, uh, which is exactly how it should be. He didn't owe it to me to tell me before he told everybody else. We did what we had to do. You say not true? Not true. You think he should have had a phone call? Absolutely. Or a text? Well, I mean, that that just tells me a little bit about their relationship, right? Right. Well, obviously, it was stressed as Draymond got suspended for one of their interactions. He continued on and said, uh, the, the thing people forget in this league, it's like our lives. I'm not about to go to Kevin Durant and say, hey, Kevin, can I get my fiance pregnant? That's my life. Am I supposed to come to you and A, let you know that's what I want to do? Or B, ask for your permission? No. So I found out exactly when everybody else found out, which is exactly how it should be. That's so you're not, saying this is a little abnormal. No, I'm not saying it's abnormal, but I'm saying that if you're cool enough with someone, like you let them know. Yeah. And I would like, I, I didn't talk to, I didn't ask my teammates whether like I could get my wife pregnant or not. We talked about it. The ones that I was really close with when we yeah. were trying to have kids yeah, because like, we were close. So we had conversations of, of like private nature. Do you know what I mean? And, and if I had been with guys like that for a while and I was going to get up and leave in free agency, you know what I said? I said, Danny, Hey man, just FYI, dude, I, right. I got a great deal here, man. I got to go. Right. And I would have made that call and they would have made that call to me. So while he didn't owe you anything, like I'm not saying that Katie owes Draymond anything does give you a little glimpse into the lack of relationship that they seem to have had. Right. It goes back to that. The family, the family atmosphere just didn't feel like right. Kevin Durant fit into the family uh, for sure. And it was one like, cause I was talking to Joey before about the show. I'm like, you know, most of them probably would. I was like, if you're D Wade and LeBron, like when D when LeBron didn't tell D Wade, I was like, Hmm, yeah. but they got over it. Like, yeah. I think that's one thing too. The players are like, all right, it's part of the business. You realize it's a business. Aspect. He pro- I would imagine that if you asked LeBron, he would have said he missed on that. Yeah, I bet he, he would said I probably made a mistake. I should have called D Wade. Like you do that for your brother, right? If that's yeah, your brother, you know for sure. Uh, yesterday I was uh, had uh, Twitter open and I saw Ivan Drago trending. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, is there gonna be another Rocky? Right. Like, is he gonna come back and they're gonna fight his grandfather? Which they've already done. They've already done all the Rocky ones. But when I clicked on Ivan Drago trending, it was not Ivan Drago. It was Kristaps Porzingis because yeah. of his resemblance to hey, one yo. Ivan Drago, your boy here. The unicorn hey man. is getting jacked up. I want some of his. <laughs> you don't think oh. he's just working out? Uh, no, probably. Look, I, all jokes aside, I mean, that was a joke. Poor, poor taste, probably. Um, <laughs> remember when Giannis came into the league? He was a skeleton. Yes. You know, and you gave him three years, and, and you forget that some of these kids are coming at 18 years old. You know, my body couldn't hold any weight at 18 years old. By the time I was 21, muscles started, like, being able to, to, to stay on my frame. And so yep. you're seeing these guys mature. 
you know, they got better eating habits now that they're in the pros, nutrition and, and, and strength and conditioning. Like, this is a great sign for Chris Stapps and the Mavs because he's been anything but durable through his first, what, I don't know, three years in the league. Right. You know, the more frame he puts on, the more armor he puts on, you know, the, the more durable hopefully he can be. There were two times for me where I really saw a dramatic jump in my physical ability. Yeah. One was obviously from high school to college. Like, you're put into a weight program. You're eating a lot more. I bulked up pretty quickly i was like 15 pounds heavier right some of it was from drinking you know like partying too much but then it was also the combination and your body the next time was when i was about 25 or 26 because i kind of leveled off around 2 215 but i wasn't in the greatest of shape and it was actually due to an injury mm -hmm. which i think is something unique to chris stops too coming off his injury when you're injured you start going into rehab and because you really can't do much of anything else, maybe you lift more yeah. or start focusing on your body. And I'll never forget, I had an entire offseason. I had knee surgery. So I couldn't really do a lot of drills, but I was doing a lot of more lifting up my upper body. Yeah. And I went out and I visited a buddy of mine, Tony Graziani, who I bought my yeah. number from in uh, Arizona. And when I showed up, he was like, bro, he's like, are you taking something? Right. I was like, no. And I would tell you if I did, yeah. I hadn't taken it. I just had lifted a lot because I had more time on my hands. And it's when you know they say you come back stronger from injury. Sure. Like you have more of a focus and you because you can't play and shoot or throw, you spend more time lifting when you're out there. So maybe that's the case with Kristaps. He spent more time. Where would you put him in Luca, who's coming off an incredible rookie year, as far as duos of the NBA? Are they in the top five, top ten? Top ten they, for sure. Right. I mean, they're um, definitely potential wise of yeah. what they could be, but because we haven't seen them so together. Let's, one, two. But these ones, I don't have any beef with them. Yeah, no, that's about know. where I put them. Like, I think they're top seven um, with the potential with their youth. Um, if they Some of the ones healthy. we're looking at, LeBron James, AD, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Steph and Clay, and Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum. So you put them right after that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, you know, forgive me, but I don't I don't know who's after that. But I, I have them in my top ten. Right. Like, they are definitely in my top ten. And if, again, they both stay healthy, they are young. They've got time in front of them that, quite frankly, like LeBron – does not have Russell Westbrook does not have like uh, some of those guys in those tandems are one of them is older the other one is younger yeah um you know these two are both young pups so if they another picture healthy. of Kristaps before man he doesn't have any definition on there it's, it's, no it's, 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 it's pretty remarkable he definitely has transformed his body I also wonder if when we see him on the court like you can pose certain ways like when you're lifting weights you're going to look jacked up sure. I wonder if he'll see that much physique I mean surely you probably will see some I wonder uh, if it'll be as pronounced as we saw on that one. Uh, let's get to our leftovers, some topics we didn't get to. Magic Johnson uh, famously backs out of the Lakers, you know, GM job. He's running the organization, executive, yeah. not GM, uh, for the Lakers. It's because he said he wants to tweet. Well, he's been taking advantage of his free time. He turned 60 the other day. Yeah. So he put out a nine lists, top 60 list. Which one are you most curious um, uh, to see? Um, 60. Probably movies. All right. TV shows. Well, let's, do we have a look? We have a look at his top movies uh, of his top 60. Oh, there you go. The Godfather, number one. Not a real controversial pick. What is a piece oh, of the action? I don't even know what that is. That's Bad it. Boys, number three. Barbershop, number four. <laughs> oh, man. This gives you a true glimpse into in the inside the head of Magic Johnson. Landsman, Black Panthers, number eight of all time. I know, right? That's where it gets a little bit. Boys in the Hood, Bronx. That Bronx Tale is great. But hold on a second. It's great. Wait, are these alphabetical? After yep. like. They oh, are. Oh, they're alpha. So after the Godfather is one, 
right. And then, but what? Like that's such a cop out. That's such a cop out. Why not put your put your he list does it out? On all the lists. Oh he gets my to god. A certain the... amount of uh, names, and then he just goes alphabetical order. Look at the <laughs> female R and B artist list. All right. What is the female R and B artist? Aretha with an A. Whitney. Whitney. Beyonce. And then where does it start? Oh, not till Aaliyah. So he does have his top six in order. So you know what? You don't get to call these. What do you mean? Like they're they're not they're not a top six. Yeah, right. No, it's your top six. Right. Just put out your top six, Magic. (laughs) Quit wavering here. You're just trying to get a way out. And it's like he copied and pasted the rest. Male R and B. Let's see. Um, You know, I'm looking for one name in particular. He doesn't have it up there. I was, I was so this one he only had see. his top nine. Did anybody have? Where is he? Um, What's the name? Yeah. It's alphabetical. Oh, you know what name I'm. So he stayed away from this name. He would have definitely made your top sixty. But I think the optics of it has magic scared right here. Right. Who? One R Kelly. Oh yeah, yeah. He's not on that list, right? I mean, I'm, yeah, you I'm can't put that it. on the list. Yeah, why not? On the R. Why can't you? He's too controversial right but now. If They're not even playing his music on the radio most right likeable, now. Most likable R&B artist. You said, like, your top 60. Right. right. I mean, R. Kelly had some jams. I uh, can't help what happened right. in the secret place where he was Like, uh, no, nah, I ain't condoning none of that. No, like, no, that's obviously awful. based on the music. Yeah, definitely didn't put out that. I was there. giving him so much credit for his hip-hop list because he had Big Pun 8, and I think Big Pun's the most underrated artist of all time. Uh-huh. And it's just alphabetic order. I don't even know if he likes Big Pun. So he only got to four. Four uh, hip hop artists: right. Tupac, Biggie, LL Cool J, and Run DMC. And then he went straight into a Tribe Called Quest. I was gonna give him mad props for Beastie Boys, but then I was like, oh, okay, he, he definitely went off the list right there. <laughs> that was just back. straight alphabetical. But seriously, he just copied and pasted some alphabetical list that he found. He gave his input and then just swapped him out. That's kind of lame, man. It's I'm tough a to magic like. Fan, but come on, man. Uh, yeah. Remember, I was trying to get into some of those games and some of those summer games, yeah. like, uh, UCLA or yep. New York. They're going on. We saw some of J. Cole, uh, in some of those games. He was working on his jumper the other day, and he might be better than Ben Simmons. Really, the yeah. jumper. Yeah, just a Let's jump shot. It. Yeah, because Ben uh, Simmons obviously okay, done that. Okay, J. Cole. From the corner. Now, this is a typical set shot right here. Yeah, I mean, that's... But, I mean, it's still corner three, three yeah. in a row. I'd like him to lock that elbow out a little bit. I don't yeah, mind. I mean, he's, kind of... he's stroking it. I, ain't, right. I can't be mad at that to each his own. It is weird that he doesn't lock out the elbow. Yeah. Or um, Let me see. I mean, like going on five, six. Yeah, no left-hand involvement. Like, that's pretty oh, good. Oh, then we move the to the top key. of the key. Okay. Yeah. It's got a funky little release, too, though. Like, just because he doesn't lock it out. Like, the release is weird. But yeah. He's he stroking. a little thumb shooter, too? Because no. I'm guilty of that. No, I think he's his left-hand straight hand is one. neutral. He's guiding. What, um... Do we have any live game action of OJ Cole, or is it just we strokes? We did before. I don't know if it's still out there. Joey probably didn't cut it up for the show, but it was he was playing in a game. How do you look in the Joey game? Mello, he looked all right in that game. Like, I mean, he, he was playing with... NBA dudes. How did he, he hit look? a bucket? He hit a bucket? Yeah. Right. Like, but I mean, they're probably not playing exactly defense, like locking him down. I don't you you know my philosophy. They would have wanted to. Like basketball, like, you ain't. What you got, Joey? What's the update for us? Joe LaCava. Uh, Michael Collins, Don Cheadle, Phil Mickelson, Callaway Golf Clubs, Brooks Kepka, Joe LaCava, Tony Graziani is the Danny name drop update from today. Name drop update. That what was, was, that? Light was that? Nine? Was that, that eight was a or nine? light day. That's Wait till you see tomorrow. I'm coming in bringing the A-listers tomorrow <laughs> when we get back. Love it. Raza versus re- uh, uh, reference. Yeah, that was fun. Tomorrow, five-star Friday. Let's do it.